All right. Hello, Idiots on Parade, D2 Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? Things are well here. Jake, want to jump right in and tell you that your brilliant idea that made me laugh so hard has already been implemented. Someone stole your idea, Jake, and they stole it 10 years ago. Are you talking about dressing up like Jesus and pressing your dick up against the glass of a Mormon yes. church? Yes, that is exactly. That's awesome. <laughs> Show and pickle, I think. Uh, press and pickle. <laughs> press and pickle. pickle. That's what South Park called it. No, uh, you, you were, uh, uh, during the election, you were talking about uh, if you were the KKK, you'd uh, contact, like, uh, Clinton or Trump and say, hey, unless you give me $10,000, I'm going to endorse you. You know, you'd hold a... Uh, Play, you'd hold them hostage with your your endorsement, right? Yeah, I, I would threaten threaten people with my endorsement. Yeah, because their their endorsement does the opposite of uh, helping people with public image. Yes, so, although it didn't seem to hurt Donald Trump enough. Sadly. No, his 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 supporters are obviously the worst of the worst. So uh, you know they they like that kind of shit. Um, so I'm listening to a podcast this morning called Hidden Brain. I subscribe to it. It's an NPR podcast. And yeah. uh, this morning's is called Snooky's Handbag, I think it is. Do you remember Snooky? Snooky's Handbag. Yeah, from the Jersey Jesus Shore. Jesus Christ, is she doing porn already? No, no, but you remember the Jersey Shore, correct? Yeah. So while that was on the air, uh, this guy is talking about influence and media and perception and advertising and all that. And what happened was a company, not Gucci, sent a Gucci bag to Snooki so that when she was filming, people would see the Gucci bag and it would hurt the Gucci image. One of Gucci's competitors sent Snooki a Gucci bag so she would be you know, have a picture taken in People magazine, and then people go, you know, if Snooki uh, uses Gucci, I think I'm going to buy a different brand, like Dolce and Gabbana or something like that. So that what your joke is real, like it's 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 a marketing technique. Um, and they actually said in the same podcast that the situation uh, from uh, Jersey Shore, Abercrombie and Finch sent him uh, an endorsement check not to wear Abercrombie and Finch, and it's sort of like a. A cease, a cease and desist <laughs> order only with bribery. It was a bribe not to wear because they didn't want their brand associated with Jersey Shore. Nice, nice. So basically, you're a genius. It's just that uh, someone already did it. So you need to sue them for copyright infringement in the past somehow. That's, that's good stuff, man. I, I, I wonder how often that happens, like negative marketing. Like I wonder if people are... Uh... If, if if Subway to kind of win back from the uh, Jared Fogel thing is like trying to get pictures of Bill Cosby eating a Quiznos sandwich or something <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? Just to kind of try to sway themselves in in, in in public favor, or at least make it look like all right, we're not the only sex criminal sandwich company, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's got to be out there. This was just a brilliant. Uh... You know, an old example of it, but very brilliant because. I mean, not that I would wear a Gucci or Abercrombie and Finch, but yeah, like you see Mike the Situation douche, douchebag wearing something, and you're like, eh, I don't think so. They gave another example with the how, um, how how awesome would it be if it turned out it was the Russians behind that one as well? <laughs> it was like the Russians. It was Putin's got some kind of like handbag company that he's trying to get off the ground, and he's just like, we've made Gucci look like shit. 
send Snooky a Gucci bag. <laughs> well, it's funny because the, the podcast also showed another example. You remember back before he was a, a pariah, the Lance Armstrong Livestrong uh arm wristbands everybody was wearing yeah those. it's too bad what happened to that man because that was that was fucking going to cancer research <laughs> yeah I, I mean that's not just a handbag company where like you know they're, they're just trying to make their shareholders money i mean I'm, I'm sure there was a few people doing blow at the top of the pyramid but still man like that was that was to fucking help uh help cancer yeah, but uh, this has nothing to do with that. What they did was they went to a college campus and they found the cool kids and gave them Livestrong uh, wristbands and they loved them and they were walking around like, yeah, we're the cool kids. And then they found the geekiest like nerd uh, fraternity um, and gave them the wristbands. And the instant the geeks started wearing it, the cool kids stopped. Like, they, they did that, so it was the negative reinforcement, like, the cool kids didn't want to be associated with the geeks, or they thought the geeks were trying to copy them, so they just sort of stopped wearing the Livestrong wristbands, because it became not cool anymore, once once the geeks started, so yeah, just another Sounds like example. that's the plot of, like, a, like a, a, a cheesy 1980s comedy or something. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds uh, 6. Something. So either way, that uh, I wanted to tell you that your idea that that I loved so much it actually does work. Uh, now we just need to find a way to uh, use it to our own benefit. The Idiots on Parade podcast. We need to find other podcasts and somehow associate them with Joe Paterno and the Clan and Bill Cosby. So let's do it, man. I'm not sure how, but that's 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 the 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 focus right now is is to dismantle other podcasts by negatively focusing them with uh, something. So. I, I I'm down with it, man. Um, I'm still kind of rocking a hangover. I'm not uh, I'm not thinking of good ways to uh, that, sabotage other podcasts, but I'll follow you on this one. No, no, that was that was where it ended. I just said we need to do it. I didn't have any ideas other than let's let's put our brains to it when we have the opportunity. And uh, we'll get we'll go from there. Um, yeah, we could. Yeah, we could try to make it uh, make it seem like Donald Trump's Twitter handle is uh, is downloading all the other podcasts that are on us or yeah. something like that. Uh, so two quick things. Um, this has nothing to do with anything, but I figured I'd talk about. It. I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, did you hear that Yahoo got hacked again? No. Okay, it was like a billion users or five hundred million or it, it, an absurd amount of people got there. And I have, my very first email account was Yahoo, and I still have it just out of nostalgia. I use Gmail basically for everything now, but I still have my old Yahoo account because it's like, ah, I've had this one forever. It's, it's sort of, like I said, nostalgia, inertia, whatever. It's got all your old classic dick pics on it that yes. are still in black and white and stuff. Exactly. The old-timey ones where you had to yep. stand still for about five minutes before the uh, film processed. Um, oh, yeah. Vaudeville dick pics. Yes. So what happened was is I, uh, I I got a message from Yahoo, and I thought this was just fucking hilarious. It was an announcement. We've been hacked. Uh, they might have, they, they, they stole personal information, f- such as passwords, phone numbers, whatever. Um, you might want to change your password. Oh, and you should give us your phone number so we can verify your account via text. And I thought that was just pretty fucking hilarious to say, we just got hacked, they got your personal information, including phone numbers. By the way, give us your phone number. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's pretty fucked, man. That's Why like, would I... Go ahead. That's... that's. 
I don't know, man. It's 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 like it's uh, like going you're, you're... to a bar and hitting on a woman. Like, hey, did I tell you I have herpes? Why don't we go out tonight? You know, like you open with this awful thing, and then try and follow it up, not even with a positive, but with like a request. You know, like uh, like I, the example I just gave. I have herpes. Will you fuck me? Did I just lose Jake? I. Are you back? Whoa, yeah. I, I think I lost you for a minute there, man. You were cutting out. Yeah, no, you cut out. I was I was here the whole time. I'm going to blame oh, you okay. on this one. I'm going to blame you, blaming the hangover guy. I don't know, dude. Your your internet signal was mean mugging me. <laughs> I blame that shit. But either way, like, like the, what I, I'll just repeat what I said. It's, 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 you literally open with awful, hey, I have herpes, and then you follow it up with, you want to fuck me? So it's not even you follow it up with a positive like we're doing this, but they literally said your information and, and got And their hacked. Yahoo Yahoo email sucks. They have they'd have better luck getting my phone number by like uh, tucking their their Yahoo between their legs and pretending they're Google. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just fucking cross out the Yahoo, put Google, and then ask for my phone number. There you go. Dress right. it up a bit. Dress Yahoo up a bit. Make it look pretty. Throw a wig on it. Do something nice. All right, let's jump into the news. I sent you a link, and uh, this this is, uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. It's sort of, well, I'll just, I'm not even going to describe it. I'm just going to put it out there and then put my opinion, or I'll describe it after. So there is an unfortunate, very sad case of a five-year-old boy who has leukemia, and uh, I didn't read whether or not it was terminal because I didn't want to get that far into it because... Any child with cancer already makes me sick. It makes me horrible. It makes me angry. It makes me sad. So, um, but what they said, the story was about, not about the boy having leukemia. The story was five-year-old boy proposes to his favorite nurse. This woman, you know, this, this nurse that takes care of him said something about, oh, she hopes to get married someday. So he proposed to her. He made like a little... I don't know, paper mache ring, or he, he made a ring and he put. And oh, that's cute. Well, yeah, it is. But at the same time, how could that? That was the pitch of the story. It was how cute is it that this little boy proposed to his favorite nurse, and and that was my first reaction. But at the same time, I'm thinking, how come every single time a teenager uh, gets to fuck his hot uh, teacher? They call it pedophilia, and it's like, oh, this is horrible. This is the worst thing ever. Like, you're talking about a 16-year-old boy that gets to bang a really hot 29-year-old English teacher, and everybody's up in arms, but a 5-year-old boy proposes to a nurse, and suddenly it's cute and adorable. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I see some hypocrisy there. Do you? Well, I don't think he had his dick out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it was well, just cute. About the honeymoon? I don't think she's blowing the five-year-old, you know? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, not geez, yet, but I would stretch. hope if they get married that, you know, you got to consummate the marriage. Fair enough. I mean, if, if – I don't know. i got to disagree with you on this one, man. I think it's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. It would be a strange coincidence if we did find out that this female nurse – in the children's cancer ward with some kind of pedophile, then I could see your your your, your theory about how maybe the five year old terminally ill boy was leading her on. However, I that's doubt not that's my the theory. Case. I'm just saying hypocrisy in reporting is all. I'm I'm saying I, I, I'm saying it's all good. That is my position. My position is five year old boy proposes to his nurse. Oh, that's cute. Sixteen year old boy gets to fuck his English teacher. That's awesome. I'm saying that the reporting is hypocrisy in saying that one is cute and one is wrong. I'm saying it's all good. <laughs> I, I I agree with you. I just don't see the connection. You know what I mean? 
I like uh, sunshine and beautiful, big-titted women, too. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's unrelated to, to five-year-old boys dying of cancer and doing something nice for nurses. I, I don't know. Well, like I said, I hope he's not terminal. I didn't read that far because, like I said, it just makes me Oh, he was sick. terminal. Did you see the picture of him? He didn't have no, no hair. He was I... all fucking sickly. No, that makes me think of the Stephen Fry uh, video. Have you ever seen the Stephen Fry video? It was an uh, interview, and they said... Uh, Say he's an atheist, obviously, everyone knows that, and they said uh, if, it was it was a trick question where they said, say you're wrong about God, uh, what would you have to say to God? And instead of asking profound questions or being submiss- submissive and saying, oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong, I didn't believe you, he turned it right around and said, oh, what would I say to God? Hey, asshole, what's up with bone cancer and kids? Why, why the fuck do you do that? Like, he got very challenging, he made the interviewer very uncomfortable which i thought was great and that that's just how i feel when i see the stories about kids that are sick it just makes me ill and i can't read them because i know it's real i know it's out there and it just pisses me off that it happens yeah fucking cancer's a dick man uh i let's see now i'm thinking about what i'd say to god if he was real um yeah i think instead of uh begging for forgiveness or calling him an asshole for creating uh smallpox and cold saw sores on your dick or whatever i would uh i would okay see i'm thinking he's sending me to hell for not believing him or, or not doing whatever he wanted me to do and in, in his book whichever one was right so i'm gonna just try to make him laugh with a quick knock knock joke and hope that he just chuckles a bit and he's like i fucking kind of like this guy you know what i mean he was kind of <laughs> prick down there but i sort of want him up here man most of these uh, evangelicals, uh, they're not the funniest. We're going to need somebody to fucking uh, write our sketch shows. Uh, maybe we'll give this guy a writing gig. You're going to try and sneak in. Oh, that's a good approach. I liked... Because, uh... dude, that's what New York has done to me. I'm, I'm even going to use uh, my trip to the pearly gates after death as a way it's like a casting call. You know <laughs> what I'm addition. saying? <laughs> yeah. Everything's, yeah, never stop trying to get gigs. It's never too late. That's what the fuck I'm doing if I if I meet God and he's real. I thought, uh, this has nothing to do with anything, but I thought of it. I thought Sting had a pretty good answer. Um, when he got asked this, he's, he literally said, uh, eh, I was wrong. Now where's me mum? And that was it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. I like Sting. See, you get, you, get, you get a better outlook when you spend eight hours a day fucking. That's what I say. Yoga fucking. Yeah, yeah, stretching and banging, stretching and banging. Yeah, it was a very positive response. I was wrong. Where's me, mum? So you said you're hungover. Uh, did you have any fun last night, get any stories out of it, or was it just another uh, Jake's and Alcoholic night? Uh, just another Jake's and Alcoholic. Actually, it was uh, Jake and Jake's girlfriend. This is our alcoholics together. It was fun. Had a fun night out with the girlfriend. Um, did a show together. A couple of them, and uh, got drunk as fuck. It was amazing. We went to this fucking diner downtown, though. It was like 14th Street in Manhattan, and it ended up being expensive as fuck, even though we just got basic stuff. But that's that's what you get for eating downtown and not checking the prices because you're fucking hammered. Oh, you did know? you eat uh, after the show? Because I like I thought it might be like a diner that has comedy in the corner because you yeah well that's, LA, that's the thing is there was once a laundromat that had like laundry comedy night so and it became a thing because people try and put comedy fucking everywhere in new york and la they try and do these eclectic shows and i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's it's really interesting actually that 
That, yeah. that was this thing that so I you know I thought diner comedy might be a thing kind of like a lounge restaurant comedy I have no idea yeah I, I did one in the uh, cancer ward while uh, some kid was proposing to this nurse and uh, no, yeah you're no. right I, I found it very inappropriate they heckled me yeah. but uh, so you're you're just sort of hung over sick well we had sickness hit our house um, I'm glad we're podcasting today. We're we are recording on uh, uh, what is it Thursday the fifteenth for posting on new podcast Monday next week. Uh, Tuesday into Wednesday, Tuesday at about eleven forty five, my daughter started throwing up. She just got the stomach flu. It's going around like mad here, and uh, so I got like an hour of sleep from eleven to midnight, and then I was up from midnight to six a.m. with her, and then up all. So if we had podcasted, but. Uh, she she was all right. She would just puke every so often, and but it wasn't like a horrible sickness. What's the sickest you've ever been? I guess is where I'm going with this. What was the worst flu or anything you've ever had? I, I don't know. Honestly, sickest I've ever been. Really bad hangovers, dude. I, I don't think I've had an illness that was worse than like a really <laughs> fucking vicious hangover. I don't know, man. Like I'm an alcoholic. I think I just out drink every illness I've ever had. Uh, that's either like liquor kills the flu kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's either like liquor kills the flu or it's just that like it, it makes the flu look like fucking nothing because, yeah, I've, I've been pretty sick before. I, I, I don't know. I had, I had a pretty bad one a couple weeks ago. That, that being said, it's got nothing on this fucking hangover, man. Uh, I, I just went to work. I it, it, like, you know, I. There was one day I, I fucking threw up at work. I haven't thrown up sober in, I don't even, or, you know, not from a hangover in, in years, dude. But I, I went in the bathroom, fucking Ralph did. I, I came out and my boss was like, dude, do you need to go home? <laughs> and I'm like, no, man, I just, I puked and now I'm good to go. And I, I don't know. I just, I, I think being hungover makes me just sort of like not give a fuck about illnesses. And I don't, I don't notice it because even though it was like a really bad flu, um, yeah, still can't touch a hair on the head of one of my hangovers, man. Yeah. I, uh, I never used to get sick. And uh, this is uh, one of those things that people pick on me for, like, especially guys in their twenties and you probably will, as I say it, but I never got sick before I had kids ever. Like I was always healthy. And then the instant the kid starts going to daycare, <laughs> That it's all over because daycare is like a little germ chemical weapon factory. Literally, all they do is concoct shit. And dude, bring it that's home. why I keep telling my girlfriend we shouldn't have kids, man. They're like little fucking petri dishes. I mean, little Pandora's boxes. Every goddamn one of them. Well, petri dish, oh yes, God. Pandora box. No, that's that's a different. Uh, you're using the wrong metaphor there. But but if you they, don't they, notice, they the get sickness you sick. Anyway, it's got diseases that, in the Pandora's box, right? It's that uh, Greek box looked, with all the fucking uh, it was the, bacteria in it. Not bacteria. It was uh, she released uh, like oh I forget uh, like pain or love or hope. You know, it was emotions. I think something like that. I'd have to look it up. But ah, uh, um, yeah, that's that's what I get for using references that just kind of sound cool instead of looking <laughs> them up. <laughs> it happens. Um, but uh, I there was one uh, that I I just remember uh, a while ago, maybe two years ago. Where I was, uh, I went down to the basement on the couch, and I, I would literally crawl to the bathroom, puke, and as I was puking, go, oh geez, and I would stand up and turn around and sit down on the toilet, and uh, you know, liquid vacate diarrhea, 
And then I would flush and crawl back to the couch and 20 minutes later repeat. I, re- repeat. I probably did that for like four hours. I don't know what the that's, fuck that's kind of flu I had. That's what you get for eating but... from the uh, open buffet at the donkey show you went to until you want to, man. <laughs> Pretty I told much. you not to do it. I told you not to eat that stuff. But you were like, oh, they got shrimp. I love shrimp. And I'm like, dude, it's a donkey show. Don't <laughs> eat the shrimp. And you still, you wouldn't listen. That's not, I, that's probably the... Pandora's box, she let all the evil out in the world, and when the box was reclosed, all that was left was hope. So it was evil. Pandora's box left e- let evil into the world. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. I suppose kids... Well, the thing is, dude, I am still worried about having kids because, like, my girlfriend froze her eggs. Yeah, we've talked about talked that. About before. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, it's kind of a good thing for me and a bad thing for me. It's, like, she doesn't have that... Hey, menopause is coming, so I better get a kid in me before all my fucking eggs are down to the ones that are all cracked. And, like, you know, they, they sort of fucking, you know, came apart in the in the pot while it was boiling. And so now it's half poached. And, uh, yeah, because the eggs get bad at the end. But I know that, like, eventually I'm going to have to cave on this one because she's going to have those eggs for fucking ever. And so, yeah, I she's basically able to do the uh, Muhammad Ali rope-a-dope against George Foreman, just leaning back on the ropes and letting me fucking tire myself out. And then eventually I'm going to hit the canvas just like Foreman did. <laughs> but uh, we, will your sperm still be good by that time? She's got to beat it out of you quickly. Then again, Tony Dude, Rainer's I don't think, I don't think like... my sperm are good now. I, <laughs> I fucking drink a lot. Those, <laughs> those goddamn things are going to get there. They're going to find that egg. They're going to try to make a bong out of it. It's going to be fucking bad, dude. They're just going to be in there partying. And, uh, yeah, that kid's going to come out with fetal alcohol syndrome just from the jizz, man. <laughs> did you know this? Uh, did you know that um, there's that old insult, um, God, a billion sperm and you were the fastest one, you know, to someone stupid? Yeah. It's not the first <laughs> sperm that fertilizes the egg. Everybody thinks that's a, it's a misconception that the first – it's actually like the fifth or sixth or tenth or something like that. that like the first sperm gets to the egg and starts trying to break through the wall and eventually dies because it's so exhausted. Then the next one goes a little – it's like trying to break through a cement wall. And only after the first like seven – it's like a, you know, a battlefront where you're rushing the front lines and soldiers are dropping and getting shot. And only yeah. after enough of them have fallen, then the, the, the guy that was bringing up the rear actually like, oh, hey, there's only a little left, boom, and pops in. and he, So it's literally not the best and strongest swimmers that get through. It's the guy that was picking up this, that was, that was slacking off, that just sort of like got there. You know, it was, it, imagine that, it's like NASCAR or the Daytona 500 or the Indianapolis, whatever, where the guy that comes in 10th is the winner. Literally, dude. That that's why since her our eggs are frozen, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have the scientists, you know what I mean? Like like fertilize it with my my sperm, but I'm gonna have them like do like a casting call for the jizz. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're gonna like put them underneath the microphone, and they're gonna see which one. You, you know what I mean? Looks the best, but it's also about like intelligence too. It's gonna be like a Miss America pageant for jizz. They're going to ask the sperm questions, you know, about like, uh, hey, how do you feel about Trump? Hey, uh, you know, multiply two numbers real quick off the top of your head. No calculator. You know, how long does it take you to multiply nine and 26? Shit like that. Shit and, I can't uh, do. Right. That's what, that's what I'm nine saying. That's because 26. your Fuck parents that. 
didn't fucking have a jizz casting call with a scientist <laughs> and a uh, and a microscope and a microphone, and they didn't do that. They got the one that can't multiply, as did mine. But I'm gonna find a diamond in the rough and uh, get one that's good at math. That's my plan. Now, do you know that's they do that? Um... My my wife and I, we've talked about this before, I believe, we uh, both struggled with infertility, so we used in vitro fertilization, and part of that process is I, I went in and beat off into a cup, and it's not, they don't just take the sperm and then fertilize the egg with it. They put it in a centrifuge first, centrifuge. So what they do, centrifuge. yeah, they spin off all the, the the sperm you're talking about, the shitty sperm, the, the ones that can't multiply, all the, the slow swimmers and the, like the worst ones that, that, you know, look like crap. They, the strong ones somehow survive the centrifuge. Well, cause they're strong, not somehow. So literally when you do in vitro fertilization, you are doing a casting call. You're putting, them so all it's, in. it's, it's like hunger games for your sperm. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what there it you is. Go. You put them in, you put them through some shit and whoever survives, they get put in the eggs. So that's why my kids are, you know, like I, I didn't know this, uh, well, I knew, uh, how do I phrase this? My, my, my daughter uh, and my son was actually even more advanced. She knew her entire alphabet and could count to 15 by age two. And I thought that was normal. I thought, you know, like she was just, and then all her daycare teachers started saying, no, that's really advanced. And the same with my son. And it's not because, you know, any other reason like, oh, my wife and I are so smart. We're raising smart kids. It's because they got rid of all my shitty sperm, all my asshole there you go, sperms. Man. Are, are got eliminated and all they had left were the good ones. So I can't take any real credit for my kids. It's, it's, what is that? Eugenics? Is that what they call it? They, they, they got rid of the <laughs> They, yeah. Uh, uh, basically what Hitler was trying to do to Germany, they did to your sperm. <laughs> that's what, that's eugenics dude. <laughs> yes. So uh, I guess what they're saying is it works on a personal level, is what I'm saying, is, is eugenics of the individual. Dude, was, did these scientists have thick German accents? Was it like <laughs> a really old dude being like, no, I, I grew up in Wisconsin. I was in Wisconsin for all of the 30s and 40s. Heil the Wisconsin badges, heil badges. Oh, so uh, I had a thought and then I lost it. Oh, did I, I don't know if I've ever told you this or our listeners this, but when it comes to, you know, in vitro fertilization or fertility, uh, when I went and donated the sperm, you know, what I had to do is I went and jerked it into a cup. But after that, when I left uh, that little cubicle, all I wanted to do was shake everyone's hand. Like every nurse I saw, every doctor, I wanted like, oh, thanks so much for your help today. I really appreciate this. We really hope we get a kid. Because they all knew what I was doing in there. You know, like even yeah. though they psychologically knew I probably washed my hands, and I did, just the idea that I walked out of the room sticking my hand out like, hey, thanks, doc. You know, like <laughs> I just thought that was funny to, to try and shake hands after they obviously knew what I had been doing. My, dude, if they really care about customer service, they'll fucking reach on out and give you a nice firm one. God damn it. That's, that's the kind of spank doctors I go to, the ones that appreciate your business. Uh, those will be the ones you might have to go to if your sperm are as bad as uh, you think they are, and uh, she eventually wears you down, or when she does. Yeah, Maybe. Dude, you want to hear something kind of funny? So I've been I've yeah. been walking around in in, uh, in in my robe and sweatpants as I do 
when I normally record podcasts, it's kind of cold in the basement here. The uh, the the little thing that you tie with the robe uh, that's kind of hanging down. So my cat's been chasing it and uh, attacking it, and it, <laughs> like like it's prey. Right. He's like sitting behind the Christmas tree, waiting for me to walk past, and then he jumps out and fucking attacks the robe. It's kind of funny. <laughs> just Dude, you know what he did the other day? Just as long he as fucking... your dick isn't swinging and uh, you get a little nip on that. Well, yeah, I scold him when he does that shit. You know what I mean? It's like, I know it hangs to the floor. God damn it. You're not allowed to take advantage of that. But, uh, what did he do the no, other you day? No, you know what he Dude, the other day, uh, so I, I don't know if you remember me telling you this, but it, we, we let him out in the backyard. Yeah, because a bunch I, of backyards together. We and, were on yeah. the podcast when he got lost, when you, when you had to contact her because you thought he was gone. And you were like, oh shit, I lost my girlfriend's cat. And then he came back. Yeah. I think during the podcast. Yeah, well, so now we just let him go in the backyard because the backyards, uh, you know, as, as I explained, is basically one big city block that's more or less fenced in in buildings. So he can go from backyard to backyard, but he can't get to the street, you know? And, like, there's a lot of people that let their cat, cats out back there. So it's kind of cool, man. Like, he's got fucking, like, 20 yards that he can jump around in and just come back. Well, it's it, it's been going real well. To the other day, he brought back a fucking bird, like oh, a gift. Uh, yeah, dude. All uh, proud. Uh, it was like a big, like I, I wasn't here for it, but she said it was a big, beautiful blue bird, and the fucking thing was still alive. Man. Oh yeah, it was in the it was in it was in the the, the bathroom, and she said he was kind of like pawing at it, and it, and it, it was alive, man. She she brought it outside, and it flew away, and everything. So I'm like, that's that's either one of two things. That's either he wanted to bring it back and was petting it because he wanted to have a pet, which is kind of adorable, or it's the other extreme, and he's like Hannibal Lecter. He's <laughs> like, you're going to come down to the basement. They took my balls, so I come from only weird stuff now. Who's a bad kitty? I am. Would you pet me? I'd pet me. I'd pet me hard. I that kind of thing. Yeah, that, well, that's what they they say they bring it back as a present, like you know, hey, you let me poop here and you pet me, so you know I'm earning my keep by bringing you this bird. But I watched our cat once. I actually that's got to confuse the hell out of him when he gets yelled at it for it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you think it's just like what the fuck, man? I've been trying to bring you this forever, and I then finally I finally got, got that big blue son of a bitch. You know, because I figured that's why you were letting me in the backyard because you wanted a bird. And here I go, I finally get you the bird, and you're telling me to go fuck myself. <laughs> Pretty well, much. Fuck you. And this was even during the holidays I got it for you, too. This was your Christmas present. And you turned it down. I actively saw our cat, and it freaked me out. Even if, if I think about it, it's like, holy shit, did I see that? Uh, the cat was outside. It was summer. And it was just sort of hanging out, lounging on our back patio. And then a hummingbird... Um, flew up to some of the flowers we have there and uh i saw our cat looking at it and i actively remember thinking no fucking way i mean a hummingbird is so god and as i was thinking the hummingbird is so goddamn fast cat jumped in the air and snagged it and i'm like how the i mean hummingbirds are fucking fast as shit nope not as fast as the cat when it wants to be well dude that's that's why cats are such good hunters is because that not only are they quick, but they're they're smart. They sneak up on shit. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I think I heard Mike Tyson in an interview saying that because he had tigers, yeah. you know. And what he would do is, I, I mean, I guess it's a pretty common known thing with 
tigers is like if you handle them, you wear a mask on the back of your head, like that looks like a face. Oh, and so that they way think, they yeah they always think you're looking at them because they'll wait till you ain't looking at them to fucking to to come at you. It's kind of weird. Um, like my cat is bigger than my dog, but it'll run from my dog. It's just that it'll swipe him when he's not looking. <laughs> like because dogs are all about fucking like. Oh, you staring me down? No, I'm a bad motherfucker. You better back down, you know? And they'll, they'll try to bark at him. Because they're scavengers. They scare shit off of things, and then they eat it. In the wild, that's usually how they do it. You yeah. know, they're not so much hunters. They more just kind of gang up on a hunter that already got something, and then they mug them, you know? Like, that's, that's kind of how they do it. Whereas cats are fucking predators. They're just straight-up predators. They're like, I'm going to find something that, uh, that's alive, make it not alive, and then that's lunch, right? And so, yeah, it's kind of funny to see the dynamic because when the, the dog, like, goes after him, he's just like, yeah, that's right, fucking back down. And then the dog will be walking away, like, ten minutes later, scratching his balls or whatever, and the cat will come up and just fucking swat him, you know, <laughs> like when he's not looking. Uh, you didn't mean to, but you made me nostalgic. We uh, we used to have two cats, Simon and Pandora, and Pandora was old and, you know, she she passed. Uh, we had to have her put down. She got too sick. But uh, uh, being old, she was the, the head of the household. And when we got our dog, the mini schnauzer, it was hilarious because Panda didn't want anything to do with him. And she ruled the house. And like you say, even though, see, our dog was bigger than our cat. And even though the dog grew to be much bigger than the cat, he deferred to the cat always. He'd be walking by yeah. and, like, he'd give a wide berth. Or even if he tried, like, every so often it'd be like, hey, are we going to be friends now? And then it was like, nope, just and smack him Fuck right across you. the face. And Yeah, dude, cats are dicks. Like, they're <laughs> they're not re- – I'm not saying there's no nice cats out there. And, like, our, our cat is nice in his own way, but, like, he's definitely has that like, – and he's not, like, a dick, like – Oh, I just straight up don't like anyone. It's more like even though I like you guys, I'm just sort of geared to be cold. Yeah. And you can pet my head, my ears. If you try to pet anywhere else, I'm going to fucking scratch you like involuntarily. Like it's not even like I want to be doing it. It's just that it's my cat jeans, man. I got to fucking be a dick right now. Cat's got to do what a cat's got to do. Yeah. All right, kids. Well, uh, I think that's all we're going to talk about today. So if you have any thoughts on anything we did discuss, uh, if you want to share with us your The Sickest I Ever Was story, uh, do so. You can leave comments uh, on SoundCloud or you can message us. There you go. All right. Oh, also, hey, a show you guys should watch. Uh, Horace and Pete on Hulu. Holy fuck is that good. What is it? It's uh, Louis C.K. wrote and directed it. Uh, but it's, I guess, a trend with like musicals and plays and stuff lately has been they they do like a live play, but not in front of an audience, and they just film it, so it's like all, you, you know, one take or whatever. But it's it's him doing that, and they're sort of like in a, in in an old like Irish bar in in Brooklyn, and it's it's got all kinds of famous people, man. It's it's Louis C.K. and Steve Buscemi are brothers who kind of like own a uh, bar. And uh, the the guy from MASH that played Hawkeye, he's the fucking uncle. Dude, he is the funniest fucking one on that show. Oh, my God. He is hilarious, man. Hmm. All right. Horace and Pete. Thanks for listening, everyone. Later.